Welcome in to another episode of the Fantasy Monsters. Your host is Caleb. Happy Friday, everybody. Hope you guys got some awesome weekend plans. It's freezing cold here in St. Louis, so that is not as much fun. In fact, I think it's supposed to be uh, negative degrees with a wind chill today. So uh, yay for us. It's going to be delightful over the weekend. Hey guys, so uh, today's episode, we're going to talk DFS. I got some picks for you if you guys want to make some money this weekend. We do got some news that we're going to jump into here. Uh, So let's go ahead and jump into monster news. Uh, Just some stuff. Hey, Baker Mayfield is going to have his surgery. He's not going to be playing this weekend. Kind of saw that coming since they got eliminated. No big deal. Um, But it does make me wonder the future of Baker Mayfield in Cleveland. There's been a lot of talk that uh, he's played his last game in a Browns uniform. I kind of look at it this way. I mean... You know, I was a big Baker Mayfield fan coming into the NFL. I just liked the attitude. I liked kind of that cocky nature. Um, but I, I'm, I'm always a proponent of you can be cocky if you back it up. I do not feel like he has backed that up. Um, yes. Has he won games? Yeah. Has he gone to the playoffs? Of course. You know, was his rookie season really good? Yeah, it was. It hasn't been the same since. Um I will say this year, though, is kind of a throwaway in a sense. Ever since he did have that tear labrum um, or that torn labrum, I, I've i not um, ever had that issue. So do in doing research, um, I will give him some credit for playing through it. Apparently, it is pretty painful. Um, I know it is on his non-throwing shoulder, but still, um, it, it would be uncomfortable and it would still mess up mechanics. I mean, for crying out loud, we know guys that have like sprained pinkies that, you know, can no longer throw a football. So even something that's, you know, there's, there's serious consequences to even some sort of injury with a quarterback being able to throw off his mechanics, whatever the case may be. So I do, I will give him the benefit of the doubt of fighting through it. Um, And I will kind of toss away some of these really, really bad games, but at the same time, you know, even earlier in the season, his decision-making and everything just wasn't great. And I just, you know, the, the fallout with Odell, when you have such a superstar on your team and look at what Odell's now done at the Rams with Matthew Stafford. I mean, he had five touchdowns in five games that could have been in Cleveland. It uh, just wasn't, I mean, they just couldn't get to, it just doesn't make sense to have a superstar wide receiver and your so-called should be superstar quarterback. Can't figure out how to throw the ball to him. Uh, I just, you know, I'm going to kind of blame, blame Baker on this. So uh, if I'm going to take a shot in the dark here, um, because obviously reports are reports and nothing is truth yet. I'm going to say that I don't think, I don't think um, I, I, it's tough. I think Baker will be back. I just don't know for how long. The reason I say that is there's not going to be a ton of movement quarterback wise um, in the NFL draft this year. There's not not one quarterback coming in this draft this year. I feel is worthy of starting in the NFL next season. Um, Maybe that's just me, but I don't think it is. So you're going to have to look at free agents um, or trading 
Uh, I know Russell Wilson, who we're going to talk about, I will talk about now as well. Um, doesn't look like he's going to be in Seattle. Will he go to Cleveland? Uh, I don't know. Um, more of the Saints and the Broncos is who I've been hearing that is trying to target him. Miami still is looking at wanting to try and grab Deshaun Watson. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers, I don't see going to Cleveland. Um, if he ends up ultimately leaving Green Bay. So where, where are you going to go um, is going to be my question. So I think for them, they're probably going to have to try and stay put, but I, I just don't know what they're going to do as far as pay scale. So I do think he will be back in Cleveland. Um, it's just going to be a matter of circumstances as far as what that contract's going to look like. He's not going to get, in my opinion, a massive contract. He really hasn't deserved it. Uh, he will kind of still fit in this offense due to the fact that it's going to be a run first with Nick Chubb. But, you know, we'll just kind of have to wait and see. Uh, so that's most of the news. Uh, Deontay Johnson obviously got added on COVID. It's not really going to affect us as fantasy football fans. Um, but if you are a Pittsburgh fan, I mean, that kind of sucks for this weekend. But uh, at least I got to play him last week, so we're good. Uh, and then just to some Antonio Brown updates. So obviously, you know, if you guys have been following this closely, I'm going to be honest, it seemed like Antonio Brown had a legitimate case here with, you know, him having this ankle injury um, and that he needed surgery, that the Bucks were basically telling him that they, he needs to shut up and play type mentality. Uh, now it's kind of changing hands a little bit, which we, you know, we kind of knew was coming. So, you know, the Bucks and Bruce Aarons came out and basically said that, you know, he did not follow the correct protocols. He didn't go to the training staff and say that he couldn't play. In fact, there was an issue in the locker room at halftime where he was getting frustrated about target share, which as much as I want to believe an athlete, and here's why I, I want to side with an athlete. I've played sports all my life, um, as probably most of you guys have followed or played sports yourselves, um, but I played sports all my life. And, you know, no one always listens to the players. <laughs> they just don't. I mean, it's always who owns the team or the coach. The coach is the end all be all. So whatever coach says is what happens. I've played on injuries before and, in, you know, in college and high school. So I, I kind of see where Antonio Brown can be coming from as far as that regard goes. Um, however, the track record of Antonio Brown kind of makes this not very legitimate for his side. And so I do kind of have to side with the fact that I know Antonio Brown in the past complains about not getting the ball. That's his, that's his mentality. He doesn't get the ball. He gets ticked off and he runs away. Um, and that's kind of what I've seen happen here is if this is the end all be all truth that he just was ticked off, that he wasn't getting the ball and he felt like he couldn't get his money, then he's going to lose his mind and just leave. And what I find very kind of funny in a sense is you're getting mad that you're not getting your targets and your yards and your touchdown to get this extra $2 million yet by leaving and quitting, guess what you're not getting your $2 million. So I just don't understand why at the end of the day, you're going to complain and can, you know, complain about it and then ultimately just walk away and guess what? You're not going to get it. So I just don't see the point of it. Um, so there'll still be more to come again. I know Antonio Brown has been dealing with some mental health issues. Um, he's just been dealing with, you know, so many things, and I, I think it, that's all legitimate in a sense of it's hard when you're a professional athlete having to 
you know, do all of the stuff that you do at a, at such a high level with, you know, not only your body, but your mental capabilities as well. Um, but I really do hope he gets healthy. And I, I hope this isn't the end all of Antonio Brown's legacy. You know, I mean, he was extremely talented. He was an excellent wide receiver and I just don't want this to be what he's going to be known for, um, is kind of this, you know, mentality of just up and leaving when he's unhappy. So we'll, we'll, we'll keep an eye on it. We'll definitely let you know. And, uh, again, man, uh, good luck to you, Antonio. And I, I wish the best for you and your family, brother. All right, guys, we're going to chat some DFS picks for this weekend. So we uh, usually follow DraftKings is our way to go. Um, So let's jump in with some quarterbacks that I like for this weekend. Uh, Unfortunately, there's not a lot. Um, You know, we we know as uh, DFS players that you got to take shots on people. So that's what we're going to try and do this weekend is take some shots. So first uh, first quarterback I like, uh, obviously, Kyler Murray going up against Seattle. He is the most expensive person I have on this list at $7,400. I'm going to go out on a limb and say he's not going to continue to um, have these mediocre games as he has been. Uh, so, I mean, last week against Dallas, yeah, he did throw for two touchdowns, which is great. He had 44 rushing yards, which is fantastic. Ended up with 22 points. So that's not that's not bad, but we're looking for upside. We're always looking for upside when it looks like at any of these positions. Going up against Seattle, I mean, he's he definitely is going to be able to have a have a solid game. Hopefully, um, not even just in the passing game, but on the ground. Seattle's defense just been kind of eh this season, and their season's kind of done as well. So, Kyler Murray and the Cardinals they do need this win. So, I think it's going to be a, it's going to be an okay if you want to pay up for Kyler Murray this week. Um, next on the list, I've got uh, Taysom Hill. So, Taysom Hill going up against Atlanta at sixty two hundred dollars is not. Not bad. I like taking a shot. And again, it's another one of those upside pieces. Um, He's not had a ton of really good games outside the Jets game. Um, And even the week before that against Dallas wasn't bad, but he still threw four picks. So if he kind of cleans up some of this and because he had a bad game against Tampa, but most people do. Carolina was okay, uh, but needs to throw for some more touchdowns. But I, I just love the rushing ability. And again, it's Atlanta's defense, which is not good. So if he rushes the ball effectively, which we know he can, and he also has a couple touchdowns in the air, I think Taysom Hill is going to be a really, really solid piece for you this week. Last but not least, cheapest guy on the list that I've got for you is Tyler Huntley. Um, Lamar Jackson still ain't playing, guys. <laughs> like, Let's just put it this way. I, he... He's possibly done for the season. I, I'm not sure what's going on with this ankle injury with Lamar, but it seems to be more and more serious as he continues to miss games. Tyler Huntley has not been terrible in his absence. And what I mean by that is he, yeah, he's at a 35 point game, which was incredible against green Bay. And then last week against the Rams. Yes. Believe it or not. He only had 11, but here's what's crazy guys. <laughs> Matthew Stafford didn't have much more points than that against them. So I thought Matthew Stafford was going to have a boss game against Baltimore. Uh, Tyler Huntley kind of kept up with them and neither one of them had excellent games. But at the end of the day, I still think this guy's rushing ability. Look at this rush six times against the Rams for 54 yards. That's a nine yard average. 
Okay. Now, will he be that efficient? Probably not. But his efficiency in the game before that, 5.6. Game before that, 7.5. He's very good on the run, just like Lamar. And that's what I'm going to look for, that rushing ability and the passing ability. He doesn't need to throw for 300 yards. He can throw for 2, 220, um, have a two touchdowns in the air, maybe a touchdown on the ground. Guys, you're going to get a solid game out of Tyler Huntley. He is going up against Pittsburgh. That's going to be kind of deflated. So we... We don't know what Pittsburgh's going to really look like, but they just continue to just somehow win games. But I still think he can have a very, very solid matchup against this defense uh, this week. Go ahead and jumping into our running backs. Loving David Montgomery this week. $6,800 going up against Minnesota. This guy just week in and week out is starting to become extremely consistent in this offense. Oh, by the way, guys, we did officially, and I didn't bring this up in the news, uh, sad. I heard it's not official, but it seems like it's going to happen. Matt Nagy is going to be fired. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. It's going to finally take place. Fantastic. So I don't know what this offense is going to look like. If he's going to continue to, um, you know, support the team, which if he's a good coach, he probably will. Um, but David Montgomery, they just need to continue to give him the freaking ball. 22 for 64, not a good average at only 2.9 against the giants, but he had two touchdowns two for two on receptions. Um, he's, he, he just scores. He scores points, 20 points a game before that Seattle 21 for 45. Again, not a great average, but this offensive line has been terrible, but he had seven out of nine as receptions for targets for 61 yards in the air as well. This guy is an all around complete back and they need to start utilizing him better. I don't understand why they don't. So Keep in mind, Matt Nagy, as your last game this coming weekend, play David Montgomery, utilize him correctly, and it's going to turn out really well. Next guy on my list, believe it or not, because I hate <laughs> I hate the Buffalo Bills running game, but I'm going to go with a hot hand here and go with Devin Singletary. Believe it or not, guys, seriously, he went up against Atlanta, 23 for 110 and two. Blows my freaking mind because I don't think that's ever happened in his freaking career, but congrats for that. And he's going up this week against the Jets. So who's worse than Atlanta's rushing? The Jets. <laughs> so I'm just going to take a shot here in the dark. He's super cheap at 6,000 going up against the Jets again. I, I still think when he played earlier against the Jets this season, uh, it was pretty, it wasn't great. I get it. He had seven attempts for 43 and a touchdown. Uh, only 10 points because he also had a fumble in that game, but sometimes you got to take a shot in the dark and this is going to be kind of my dark shot this week. I'm going to have Devin Singletary in a bunch of my lineups. And I mean, again, guys, you know, he ran for 70, uh, 70% of snaps last week. He's done that in four straight games, which is good. And you can also see his average climb 3.9 kind of down 3.2, 4.8. So his efficiency has been getting better. So I'm just going to roll with it again this week going up against the Jets. Last guy on my list for running backs. Love this dude. And he, he'll definitely also be in one of my lineups. And I talked about him last week. If he was going to play, going to have a good game. Guess what he did, guys? Had a solid game. So going up, Elijah uh, Mitchell, he went up against Houston. 21 attempts for 119. 5.7 average. This is what you just get in Kyle Shanahan's offense. He did not have a rushing touchdown, but he did have a receiving touchdown as he did collect two receptions on two targets for 11 yards. Not, not a bad game at all. Uh, 21 points on the day. 
Elijah Mitchell's going up this week against the Rams. But at the same time, like, guys, Tyler Huntley kind of went for nine yards in attempt. I know it's a quarterback. The Rams offense, just our defense, I apologize, doesn't always look like it can stop the run. And we just know what Kyle Shanahan's run game looks like. So I do think the Rams are going to kind of struggle with this a little bit. And that's going to create a really positive game for Elijah Mitchell at uh, 6,000. Last but not least, too, um, Ramondre Stevenson, just quick note, 5,900 if you want to take a deeper shot. I mean, coming off an amazing week last year, uh, last week. So just look at him. If uh, getting that goal line work just looks really good in that offense. The only thing with Ramondre Stevenson is the fact that I get nervous with Damian Harris. They kind of both out, maybe out touch each other, but we'll just kind of kind of, again, if you want to take a little bit of a deeper shot or a dark horse with Ramondre Stevenson at 5,900, if you need to save some money going to wide receivers. So wide receivers, um, Lots of lots of decent choices this week. First I like is uh, Odell Beckham going up against San Francisco, 5,800. I'm just going to think they're going to double cup, uh, double coverage Cooper Cup the whole game. I know Cup's still going to get a lot of uh, receptions and probably get a touchdown, but Odell has been on fire since he's been with the Rams. So I just love the game that he's putting together. Uh, seven targets last week, eight targets the week before, three down against Seattle, seven against Arizona, um, five, 10. I mean, that's just really good targets. Now he's not seeing those hundred and 110 yard games anymore. Like he used to be able to give you, honestly, he's looking more around that 50 mark, um, than anything, but he's scoring touchdowns out of the last, let's see, one, two, three, four, five, six games. Okay. He has five touchdowns in six games outside that Seattle game is the only game. He didn't score. He scored last week against Baltimore, scored against Minnesota, scored against Arizona, scored against Jacksonville, Jacksonville and green Bay. So, I don't mind taking a shot, especially at $5,800 on the upside of Odell Beckham that you can get. Um, You know, if he has anything like uh, six receptions for 77 or 78, even 80 yards and a touchdown, guys, you're looking at close to 20 points or more. So I'm going to take a shot with Odell this week at 5,800. I also do like um, AJ Brown. AJ Brown this week against Houston. Uh, down week last week against uh, Miami. I know it ticked a lot of people off as far as losing um, their fantasy week um, on the shoulders of AJ Brown. Keep in mind, guys, these players don't care too much about that, Um, but he did have an amazing week against San Francisco. I think that's going to change this week going up against Houston. Keep in mind that Tennessee still needs to win this game as well. um, Just to continue to solidify that number one spot and get home field advantage in the bye week. So I think A.G. Brown could have a possibly huge week this week. Also, same game, believe it or not. Love Brandon Cooks. Brandon Cooks at $6,300. Another guy that's just been kind of consistent. And him and Davis Mills are kind of finding some um, cohesiveness together. They're, uh, you know, he's proven that he can. Davis Mills has proven he can be a capable quarterback in the NFL. All right. And it's nice to have somebody like Brandon Cooks that's going to get a lot of targets. Last three games, 11, 10, 11 eight, seven, and seven. As far as receptions, two of those games were over a hundred yards. He scored three touchdowns in three games, two against Jacksonville guys. Brandon cook is almost going to be a dark horse this whole entire, this whole week. So he's another guy that I'm going to have in all of my lineups this week, 29 points are 18 points, 29 points, 19 points in PPR. So He's going to have a ton of upside again. Tennessee's not really great in the passing game. So I think Brandon cooks is going to be able to give you a really, really solid week. Last but not least kind of two, a twofer. 
Okay. And it depends if you want to play the upside of, um, I wouldn't do both, but cost wise, it depends what you want to go with. If you need to save money or if you can spend up a little bit, but Deontay Johnson is going to be gone this week for the, for the Steelers. So I love chase Claypool and, or James Washington in this James Washington would be the guy. If you need to take a, a lower shot on as far as cost goes, if you want to pay up for something else, He's only $3,700. I think James Washington's going to come in and be that number two. And I think he's going to be completely fine as they're going to cover Chase Claypool a little bit. But I do at $5,100 think Chase Claypool is still going to have a very, very solid game. He's an amazing talent. He has not seen uh, the reception totals that I would like him to have in the last few games, but he has been seeing targets. He had nine targets last week. Unfortunately, he had three (laughs) catches for 17 yards, which is completely gross um, to say the least, but he's still seeing targets and targets eventually turn into uh, positive yards and which also eventually turn into touchdowns. Um, I would take a shot on chase Claypool over James Washington, but I do, I do think if you need to pay down, James Washington will still be a solid play this week. Last but not least guys, let's go into the tight end positions, which are always a crapshoot, As I say every single week, but uh, I like Zach Ertz this week against Seattle. Again, if you want to do maybe a Kyler Murray, Zach Ertz stack, that's not bad. Zach Ertz is $5,300 this week. He's just targets, 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 targets ever since he's come over here. He had nine targets last week, 13 the week before, 11 the week before that, seven against the Rams. And he's still seeing really good yardage, 42, 74, 54, 41. That's, believe it or not, as that sounds low, that's really good for a tight end. So the only thing he needs to do this week is have a same game as that and find the end zone. If he finds the end zone this week, he'll be a top three tight end on this week. So I want to pay up a little bit for Zach Ertz at 5,300. Not a bad play at all. I also love this guy every single week. And again, if you don't want to play Chase Claypool or James Washington, you definitely need to play Pat Fryermuth. So Pat Fryermuth is the fact that Deontay Johnson, again, is going to be gone. They need a touchdown threat, especially in the red zone, which is always going to be Pat Fryermuth. Now he is never going to see a bunch of yards like Zach Ertz does with those fifties and there's forties and even 70 or 60 yard games. He's going to be more around the 30 to 40 mark, but he scores a lot of touchdowns. In fact, he's fifth guys and touchdowns this year at the tight end position. He's top five. So um, on the season, he is a tight end 14 just because of his yardage and, and whatnot. But as far as touchdowns go, he gets them going up this week against Baltimore. Uh, again, Baltimore's defense is not good in the passing game and really not been good against the tight end position. So he has a pretty solid opportunity to have a good week. Uh, last but not least, I, again, another guy that I like just because he's a touchdown machine. Um, and he happens to be uh, first in touchdowns this year at the tight end position with nine um, tied in 11 is Hunter Henry. Uh, Hunter Henry, he tends to have these like games where he can get two touchdowns. Um, he had a streak earlier in the year where he had a touchdown in four straight games. So if they pass the ball, <laughs> let's just preface this. If they pass the ball, um, especially in the red zone, it's going to Hunter Henry. Hunter Henry is the only guy that I feel like is a red zone threat on this offense outside of their run game. Going up against Miami, he is only $4,000. So if you guys want to pay down for opportunity here, Hunter Henry is the way to go. 
So look at Hunter Henry as fact that he did have eight targets, six targets, five targets. Some of these games, he only had one actual reception against Buffalo, which is terrible, but he did have 77 yards on six receptions against Indy three receptions for 37. It's not terrible against Jacksonville, but definitely could have been better, but they did run the ball like crazy in that game. So he does have upside, especially if he finds the end zone. So I'm taking a shot with Hunter Henry this week, but guys, as always, let us know how your guys' DFS matches, uh, matchups are going. We always want to lo- we love to hear from you guys to make sure that you are winning money. I won money last week. I've only lost a couple times this year, which is great because um, I don't like losing. But again, let us know how you guys are doing with your DFS play. As usual, make sure you check out Generate Health. Generate Health is a local organization here in, in St. Louis that is mobilizing and inspiring this region to advance racial equity and pregnancy outcomes, family well-being, and community health. Um, they're uniting this region by focusing on critical priorities. They're illuminating root causes of racial disparities and in infant mortality and maternal health. They're advocating for the redirection of resources to eliminate racial disparities and in infant mortality and of course, maternal health, and then advancing the region's accountability for equitable systems. So please check out uh, Generate Health at generatehealthstl.org. It is an amazing organization that we've been partnering with this whole season and will continue to partner with um, because of just the amazing work they do here in St. Louis. You can also donate um, on their website. You can make that uh, to Generate Health under the fantasy monsters podcast. And um, again, we just thank you guys for all the work that they do and all the work that you guys are doing as well as listeners with generate health. If you have been able to donate, we just want to say thank you um, for donating to such an amazing cause. Also check out great wave recording. Great wave recording is an amazing studio for musicians and or singer songwriters out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Uh, Josh Dittner is the, um, owner and founder of the studio. He is an amazing artist and musician himself. And on top of that, he is an amazing sound engineer. So let Josh know that uh, Caleb from the fantasy monsters podcast sent you, and he's going to take care of everything that you would need. Um, and as always guys, I just want to say thank you for taking the time to hang out with me today on this freezing cold day here in St. Louis. This is the fantasy monsters podcast, and I'm going to catch you on our next episode guys. For you, I'm not heater on you. No, I'm just telling you the facts. Oh, these chains can keep me down. Yeah. I can be rude, be in the mood, I can be rotten. I can be cool, man, like a fool, but never forgotten. Creeping in the dark, waiting for you. Yeah.